This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, June 5th, 2020. Well, uh, we've just finished the first trading week of June. You've seen how the market is reacting to the broad uh, uh, scope of events. Yes, the civil unrest is, is a problem, but it looks like jobs are coming back. Well, at least some jobs. I mean, it was a huge surprise in the jobs report this morning. Huge surprise. They expected to lose over 7 million jobs, and what happened? We gained 2 million. How can they get, I don't understand how the experts can get that so wrong, because the experts were, you know, they're, they're supposed to be studying this stuff. I realize that we're in very unprecedented times, and, you know, it's kind of crazy out there as far as trying to figure out how, what things are really happening. But, man, that's pretty far off. But it was a big surprise on the upside. Big surprise. So, and there's still a lot of uncertainty. You know, market's going to be very volatile, and you as an investor, you need to be prepared for that. And we've had a ton of up volatility today, broke above all kind today that broke above this week. I mean, and today it broke above all uh, resistance. Remember, we had a big day Wednesday, and I thought that looked like a blow off top to me. Blow off top means, you know, everybody gets in because they finally all the bears give up and say, let's get in. And so then it followed yesterday with a kind of a mix to down market, which was kind of, you know, usually if it's a blow up top, it would go down. And here we had this huge run up again today. So should we just give up and be bullish? You know, it's broken also a, a lot of resistance levels. And the next resistance levels for the S&P 500 is, you know, the old high it made before it fell in in, in uh in March, before all this started to happen, very but you know it's so interesting. We'll we'll talk about it more. It's just very interesting, and we're it's so unusual. It's very difficult for anybody to figure this out. But we're going to try this program is going to try to give you the best answers possible to any financial questions you have, and I'll help you try to come up with some answers. Now you have to know. Just make sure you accept the fact that I can't be wrong. Okay, I'm not always right. My number is 888-99-CHARP. This is a call-in show. I look forward to you call, to your calls. My name is Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. And my company, KPP Financials, based in Irvine, California, and we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and share success. Justin Klein and I are, are a bit different than other investment advisors, at least most other investment advisors, because we are dedicated to unbiased guidance, we only recommend investment strategies that we implement for ourselves, and we prove this with a practice we call parallel investing, meaning our investments right along with our clients. We buy them at the same time, same price, same percentages as our clients. So I try to put my money where my mouth is. It's as simple as that. So give me a call. 888-99-CHART is our number. And in case you were wondering, yes, thanks to technology, Justin and I can offer no-cost, no-obligation portfolio assessments via telephone, Skype, or Jive meetings, if you like, especially now in these times. We haven't scheduled any in-person meetings outside you know, our office area, and even then we don't have any in-person meetings yet. The office hasn't reopened yet. 
the I mean the office building hasn't real I I go there I must admit I do go there but I'm pretty much the only one there so but you know we can't meet but we have we can't review your portfolios we still want to do that and can do that we just have to do it using you know technology that's all so if you want us to go send me an instant message or an email uh, go to investtalk.com or call our KPP Financial Irvine office. Be happy to sit down with you and go over your portfolio, even though we're not sitting down with you in the same spot. Again, learn more. Go to investtalk.com. My main talking point today, the U.S. GDP is now projected to fall nearly 53% in the second quarter. Now, the reason is that the continued contraction in manufacturing has been holding back consumption and private investments. And those are two cornerstones of our economy. You know our economy is driven by the consumer, but if manufacturing doesn't have products out there for them to buy, it will be a problem. So that's going to be the main talking point today. 53%. Do you think that's right? Seems high to me. A warning light. We are way overbought and we're ignoring fundamentals. I want to briefly talk about that. Mortgage rates are at their historic lows, historic lows, mortgage rates. And finally, I'm going to go over some of the closings because of this coronavirus, uh, some some of the many closings of stores, how many different stores, how many shops, who's filing bankruptcy. I'm going to go through a little short list of some well-known stores that are having a very difficult time which, by the way, is being ignored by the market, but it's still happening. The market was up big, 829 points. The futures were showed it was going to be up 700 points, but it was ended up being 829, no sell-off at the end of the day for the Dow, 829, the NASDAQ, 198, and the SP, 82. So big, huge update today, a breakout kind of day. So that's what we did. And it was all about the jobs. It was all about jobs. They expected uh, that we, we were told by the experts we're going to lose seven plus million jobs and we gained two million. Gained two million. So I wonder if that is going to change the GDP, perspe- uh, pro- uh, 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 pro- the projections that the Atlanta Fed is giving us at 53%. Will that change because of the jobs this week? Remember, you got this month is the last month of this quarter. And the numbers are starting to bottom, not really improve, but at least bottom and not be as bad as they were, but we'll see. Okay, let's take our first caller. Let's go ahead and take James in New York. How are you doing, James? I'm well. How are you? James, you there? Good. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Hello. Go ahead. Hello? Long to... I hear you. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so I'd like to I can... ask about uh, IT... ITW, Illinois Toolworks. Um, I was hoping to maybe add that as a long-term holding. Um, I was wondering if I should buy it on a pullback, like what is a good level to pick that up for long-term, and is that an anti-cyclical uh, stock, do you feel? Okay, thank you. Appreciate the call. Illinois Tool Works has been around a long, 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 long time. They're a $57 billion company, almost 58. Most people probably don't know them. 
but they are they are manufacturers plastic metal fasteners and fastening tools for construction automotive appliance markets it's one of those you know hidden kind of manufacturers out there it's out of uh, of course illinois glenview illinois uh, they have been extremely steady in their earnings. They, they earned seven dollars and ninety-four cents last year, two thousand nineteen. But they made eight oh three the year before. This year they're only going to make five seventeen a share. Next year's estimate is six fifty-four a share, and it's a hundred eighty-two dollar stock. So you're not going to be able to get it cheap. It's not inexpensive, and that's the only worry I have about it. It's a great company. It's very well run. Huge return on equity, 82%. They have quite a bit of debt, which worries me a little bit, but they have a huge cash flow, $9.42 to take care of it. They pay a 2.3% dividend. So this is one of those companies you like to buy when you can get it cheap. And it was about a, what, low, about 120 or so at the bottom. And here now it's a 182. So I think, James, you're a little bit late uh, trying to get in it now, got to wait for that pullback, as you you mentioned. Where would that pullback be? I'm thinking about 160, 160 low one, the low 160s. It's at 182 now. That would be the ideal point, getting it right in there. Maybe 163 or so. Somewhere in that range would be a good buy point. Uh, but don't think even then, that doesn't make it cheap. It makes it reasonably priced, but not cheap. Appreciate the call. I, the symbol is ITW, Illinois Works. Thanks, James. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And as, the, and as we watch the economic activity resume in many states, I think I can safely say that almost everyone is ready for summer and craving peace and prosperity. I, I am. I really hope we get that. People want life to get back to work, back to normal. And so do I. And I'm sure you do too. In the meantime, how can we be better prepared for the, these market swings, for the volatility we're seeing? How can we prepare ourselves? We should talk about it. Your your participant is, is important and part of the mix of this program. So give me a call. I'm here ready to listen, provide unbiased answers if I can. We're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. You've seen the jobs numbers. The economy is restarting. And you've got finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here and he's taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hi, this is John from Idaho. I just had a question with this recent rally. Do you think that this is just uh, a bear rally and we're going to see a pullback? If so, kind of what's the the time frame that you guys are looking at? Just wondering if I should enter into some put options and uh, expect a pullback. But thanks for the time. I look forward to hearing your answer. Normally, in a normal market, I would be very certain to tell you that there'll be a pullback. And I'm fairly confident there will be. The question is when. That I'm not so confident about. Um, it lo- looks like any bit of good news drives the market up. People are ignoring the bad news. Look at the bad news that's out there. We're having going to have trade conflicts with China. We're having these riots go on. We're having uh, e- economic news as, yeah, so we we put on 2 million jobs, but the economy is going to be crushed 
I'm trying to ignore that. Corporate earnings are not coming back. Not for a while, anyways. So we're not going to see that. So everybody's ignoring that. And what they're all focusing on is the turnaround of the economy. And we, we probably have turned it around. So what can you do? What do you do? That's a very difficult question. Um, I do think we'll have a pullback. The odds are very good sometime in the next few months we will because summer months are usually that way. I mean, they're not – the summer months are the worst months of the year, generally speaking. But, man, we're talking about some very unusual – I mean, think about the presidential election. No one cares about that, and that's going to be very contentious, very contentious. So <laughs> – so the investors are all looking past all that. So now you're asking me, well, when they st- when will they stop looking past all that and look, go, get, get real about what's really happening? They may not. They may be optimistic until that their optimistic optimistic uh, is makes it come true. Because we are recovering. I do believe we're going to have a great economy again. I do. Next year, sometime, I think we're going to be fully recovered. So. Um, it's a tough question. I'm hedging my bets. We still are slowly buying, slowly buying. Uh, we were paused here for a week or two, but now, uh, you know, we all talked about it and then we've given instructions that, that Justin, myself, and the other trader uh, that we'll slowly buy value stocks. There's still some out there that we like. That's what we're going to do. And that's what I suggest everybody else does do, but on, put it, but on a dollar cost averaging approach what I think. Because we're in unprecedented time. This never happened before. Purposely shutting down the economy and starting to back up, never happened before. On the next Invest Talk, this story. There's never been a cheaper time to get a mortgage for most Americans. But why is finding a home that buyers can afford going to be more difficult? That story is going to be on Monday. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live. 888. 99 chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. June is underway, summer is coming soon, and the market has been interesting. So you'll have important finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888 99 chart. Okay, let's go to Eli in New York. He wants to talk about gold, or at least GLD. Eli. Hey there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious uh, what you think with these newest job numbers. What does that inflation play look like, uh, and how would that compare and contrast if you're looking at gold as a commodity versus gold miners? Okay, I think that you're getting, you know, gold has had a really good run. And it looks like it's topping. It looks like it's going to give you back some. It's, it's giving some back. Uh, but I still think gold, the gold play for the next year or two is a good place to be. Because if you look at the dollar, even though the good job numbers this, uh, this morning, the dollar was up, but not very much. And it's been on a downward spiral for over well over a month. And that pushes gold prices up. The dollar getting weak. And we're printing so much money, Eli, I think it, I think this is a buying opportunity for gold. That's what I think. If you want to get in it, you didn't get in it the first run up, you might get another opportunity here. I, I'm not, I might wait. It looks like a support's right around 158 or so, right around where it is. So 
I would put some on here if you wanted to be get into a position of gold. Eli, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. GLD is an ETF for gold, everybody. Let's go to Brandon Houston. Let's talk about retirement portfolio. Brandon. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Um, hey, I had a quick question. So my father, he is turning 63 in August, looking to retire around 65. Um, he's, uh-huh. His portfolio, his 401k, is in a broad market uh, just index. He took a pretty yes. big hit because all of his 401k was just in that one index. Whenever uh, the market fell, yeah. he lost about 60 yes. grand. He's almost got all of it back. He's up about 59 of the 60 lost. And I told him, Good now man. that you're here, we need to reallocate. We need to kind of protect that money. And I was wondering if you have any tips or any advice you uh, want me to pass along to him. Yeah, I would start. You don't have to do it all at once. He doesn't have to like, okay, get out because I'm there. It's not like that. It's more like, hey, time to take a percentage of that portfolio and put it over here where it's not attached to the stock market. And that would be, you know, uh, he pro- in his 401k, he probably doesn't have a lot of choices. Does he have a short-term bond fund or ultra-short-term bond fund in his in his 401k choices? If he does not, he needs to take a portion of it and put it into the stable income fund. Almost every 401k has one of those. It's like a money market fund. Okay, and say, okay, if he has a half a million, take 100000 and move it over there. Then if the market keeps going up, Take another 100000 put it over in that stable income because he only has a couple years left, you know. So no one can predict the market where it's going to go, but you can't control how volatile your portfolio will be. So I would suggest that he just start moving to a more careful position for his retirement account. Thanks, Brandon. Good luck. Let, call me if you want more specific advice. Let's go to Masai or Messi in Kansas. How you doing? Messi, how you doing? Good. I'm good. And you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, first of all, is it okay to invest in OTC stocks? What stocks? OTC stocks. Over-the-counter stocks. Uh, yes. Yeah, you can invest in them, but they're more risky. Then... Uh, uh, what do you think about this tax, GMGI? Okay, this is a trust. It's an investment trust seeking performance corresponding to the price of gold. So this is a trust that tries to track the price of gold. So it's a gold investment. So um, as I said before, the guy just asked me about gold. This is a part, mm-hmm. that This it's been coming down the last three or four days. This should be where support is. And you can, you know, I think gold is still probably going to go up because I think the dollar is going to get weaker because we're spending so much cash. So it's uh, CMGI. The other guy, uh, uh, Eli, Eli, called about GLD, which is another gold uh, ETF that tracks gold prices. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. This is Friday's quick rundown. Some of the key benchmark numbers, everybody. Two-year Treasury yield at 0.21%. Ten-year at 0.92. So it's a good spread there. Gold price at $1,709 an ounce fell sharply today. Oil was up $39 a barrel. Gasoline on a nationwide basis, about $2 a gallon. California, $2.92. That is so much. We are so, our gasoline is so much more expensive. (laughs) 
in Oklahoma, it's a dollar sixty eight. So you gotta be in Oklahoma. The official start of summer is just a couple of weeks ago away, everybody. Market volatility has caused uncertainty for sure. But the road to financial freedom is always paid with good habits. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question for you. Can you name three of the six so-called basic life principles that if practiced might help you achieve a sound financial future? Three of the six so-called basic life principles. You know what those are? I'll have the answer for you after the break. But now, we're taking your market and financial questions live. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI Red Teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C. K-E-R-O-N-E dot com, HackerOne dot com. You are listening to Invest Talk, and the market has been interesting. So you'll have important finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. 
Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question, and it was, can you name three of the six so-called basic life principles that, if practiced, might help you achieve sign, you know, financial freedom? Here's, a, here's the answer. Recently, I found a story that sets down these six basic principles. Here they are. Make financial freedom your number one goal. Focus on making dramatic changes in your financial habits. That's what that means. Stop spending all your money. Number two, actively boost your income. Think of ways to do that. You got to go back to school. Do you have to, how do you, you know, make more money? Boost the income. You got to figure out a way to do that. Even if it is just going to ask for a raise. Three, invest in appreciating assets. An automobile is a depreciating asset, just in case you were wondering. Automate, automate, automate. That means that's number four. Take the hands-off approach when possible. That means have automatic withdrawals of your of your of your paycheck so you don't even see it and have it invested. Number five, know where your money is going. Don't just don't 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 be ignorant about it. Don't let someone else do whatever they want to do. Make sure you understand what they're doing. And six, detach yourself from the things you don't need. Yeah, I talk about talk with my nieces and nephews about all the things they want. I said, you know, try to teach them the difference between needs and wants. You know, they because they'll they'll couch the question, oh, I, I need one of those over there, though. I need a new cell phone. I need so, no, you know, you want it. A need is something you have to have. You need clothes, you need food, you need shelter. Most everything else, you don't need it. It's a want. If you can learn to control your wants, you'll be wealthy. Okay, let's keep things moving. Here comes a question from a listener in Stockton, California at 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Christopher calling from Stockton. I'm new to investing, and my friend Wesley recommended your podcast a year ago. I am currently reading The Above Average Investor written by Steve. My question is about ticker UNFI, United Foods, Inc. I bought it at the start of the year as a long-term hold. It jumped today and is now a little under 7% of my portfolio. Should I sell and take some profits? If so, what metric or moving average would you recommend? Thank you, and I'll listen for your sound advice on the podcast. Okay, I probably wouldn't sell it at this point, at 7% of your portfolio. Not yet. United Natural Foods, Inc. is a name. Distributes natural, organic groceries, produce, produce, perishables, and other foods in the United States and Canada. They've made money. I've made money for years and years and years. Sales were growing over 100% a quarter until this most recent quarter, where it was flat. Uh, They're going to make $2.19 this year. I'm sorry, next year, yeah, this year. I'm sorry, last year, they, 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 in 2000, uh, 2019, they only made 58 cents. But they're only going to make $1.80. That's the estimate for next year, and it's a $20 stock. So it's not that expensive. It's not cheap anymore. But I think it's going to return to where it's been trading at in the, in the least, at least the $50 range. So I would not be a seller of this. When it gets to be maybe 10% of your portfolio, that might be when you consider cutting back. But not not yet. I, I just Not yet. I'd still hold on to it. Let's go to Amika in Cincinnati. How are you doing, Amika? 
Hi, I'm doing well, Steve. Thank you so much for the knowledge to you, Justin, and the team. I really do appreciate every one of you. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about the economy and the stock market. I don't really understand it like, like if you look at something like Boeing, look at the airlines and the cruise line, they are just jumping up. I know Boeing went up up to 48% this week, and most of them have zero revenue, like Live Nation. Do you think that the stock market will eventually come back, or this is just going to keep going up? And we already have 40 million unemployment. I don't really understand. Is there something you can help me out in? Yeah. It's crazy. How's that? How's that? Amica? Uh, Boeing, uh, it's a great company, right? But they're going to lose $3.47. They lo- I'm sorry. They lost $3.47 last year. They're going to lose $4.17 this year. And the stock is selling at $205 a share. Now, granted, they're scheduled to make $6.39 in 2021 next year. But even then, what is $6.39 worth? And sales have been shrinking for over a year, well over a year. Tell me why it's trading so high. Why? Okay, it shouldn't be. That's why. Because no one, Amika, is paying attention to the fundamentals right now. All they're doing is watching to see when when the coronavirus is it's going to let everybody get back to work, and when the economy can turn, we're all they're all all investors are looking at what the Fed's going to do and how much trillions of dollars are being poured in the economy, and they're all thinking by next year or the year after things are going to be roaring well, yeah, they're great, everything's going to be very great, but it still is going to come back to earnings at some point. Right now, no one's really paying attention to the fundamentals. It's a momentum-driven stock. And it scares me because momentum-driven stocks can be momentum crash just as easily as gone up. At some point, people are going to turn around and take some profits. I just don't know when. Um, it could continue up. You know, there's lots of money sloshed around. The Fed's throwing money around like crazy. What if the yeah? But there's a lot of dangers too. As I said, election. It's going to be very content. You know, very con- you know. There's going to be a lot of battles there. Um, and then you've got the China-U.S. trade co- conflict. I think it's going to get worse. You have an economy. It's going to take a long time to, for the corporations to get back their earnings. It's not going to be right away. There's things that are – and, you got, of course, you got all these rioting things and uh, looting and this damaging stuff. That's going to – yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the big issue to investors because in history, that has never been a big issue to investors because their rebuilding gets done and all those stuff, you know, things happen, but it's still an issue. Anyways, the KP, thank you for the call, Amika. I appreciate that. The KPP Premium Newsletter went out today, the Premium Newsletter, all subscribers. You know I do it every Friday. Uh, and, you know, the first section, market condition sections, now that June is underway, we are getting economic numbers for May. So far, we can see that they are not as bad as the two previous months, but they're still pretty ugly. Having noted that, this morning's jobs report was pleasant, huge surprise to the upside. The economy produced 2.5 million jobs when projections were for a minus a contraction of 7 million jobs. Way off their estimates, those experts. The May ISM numbers still look pretty bad, but 
you know, they're 43% for manufacturing, 37% for services. That was about a couple points higher than it was last month. But anything below 50 is still contraction. So it's not great. It's still pretty bad. Value stocks seem to be moving better than growth stocks. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that? They have been the last few weeks. Uh, and I said, be ready for a correction. That means to be prepared to buy stocks if we get a correction, not sell them. <coughs> Excuse me, buy them if we get that correction. So that was in the portfolio uh, the market condition section. Portfolio management. I was talking about when building a portfolio, you have to take, you can take two approaches: a top-down or bottom-up approach. And I describe what those mean. What does a top-down approach mean? What does a bottom-up approach mean? So just trying to, you know, there's two different ways to look at the market, look at the stocks. You know, one starts to look by looking at the overall economy. One focuses more on a particular stock first. So it's just different ways. Uh, and the stock ideas, uh, an opportunity to consider. I gave a, the diagnostic diagnostic testing company that we happen to own in our managed in some of our managed accounts, and surprisingly, they were hurt by this COVID nineteen crisis. They were hurt. Why? Because normal diagnostic testing was not being done. Only coronavirus testing. So what about all the other stuff? Blood tests and, you know, testing, uh, biopsy, uh, testing for cancer things. Those all kind of fell by the wayside. So still, we think it's a good company to own. It's going to make $7.52 a share next year. So, kind of like that idea. I also highlighted uh, a company that develops pharmaceuticals, one of the pharmaceutical companies, cardio oncology and cardiovascular diseases. It's going to grow 32% next year. That's the estimate. Also, finally, Consumer Watch. And it's going to be one of my talking points because I thought it was kind of important to discuss today. And that was a coronavirus permanently closing a number of stores. And I listed stores in Chapter 11 and stores are just getting rid of a bunch of their locations. And it's uh, I'm going to get into more detail before the end of the show. We're talking a lot. For instance, JCPenney filed for chapter, chapter 11 on May 15th. That's 242 stores. J.C. Crew, I might as well go and get the details in now. J. Crew, J. Crew filed for Chapter 11 production. They have 181 J. Crew stores, 140 Nadawell locations, 170 factory stores, Chapter 11. Lord and Taylor, Lord and Taylor is seriously considering a post-pandemic liquidation. Nemus Marcus filed for Chapter 11. Nordstrom's is shutting 16 of their stores going to go down to 100 stores. Now, this means you will learn and execute your shopping orders via keyboard. You're going to brush up on your skills rather than going to the mall. Now, I think the malls will survive, but they're going to look very different than what they have been looking. It's going to be different kinds of malls. But this is a very dramatic change, and the coronavirus has only speeded up it's going to speed up the process. It's going to make Amazon even more dominant. Now, there's a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. 
and I do it every week. Every Friday it comes out. It's easy for you to subscribe directly through investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll receive the full report every Friday directly to your inbox. If this information raises any questions in your mind, give me a call. I encourage you to reach out to Justin and myself at KPP Financial. We'll talk to you. People are surprised that I talk to them. And I'll talk to people at length. It's not just brushing them off. I talk to people. I like talking to people. So call or California office if you want to talk about something. Be happy to do so. Or just go to investtalk.com and click on uh, the uh, contact us button. That's the email that comes directly to us. Let's go to Wilson in Los Angeles. Wilson. How you doing, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. Uh, thank you for uh, what you do, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you for accepting my question. Great. What do you have? Um, I was wondering if you could talk to me about ticker C-O-T-Y. Um, had a nice jump today, uh, and I got a little bit of play money, and I was looking for uh, just some more value options. Um, they recently just made an acquisition I saw in uh, Kylie Jenner's um, brand. Um, acquired some debt there with that, but I think it might be able to pay off in the long run. I know they've got some competition in that space with L'Oreal. And, um, I don't know. I just wanted to know what your opinion was. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is Cody Inc., C-O-T-Y symbol, manufactures frequencies, frequencies, color cosmetics, skin and body care products sold in over 150 countries. It's a $3.8 billion company, so it's not tiny. It's still a small cap, but it's a bigger small cap. Uh, of course, they're going to lose money. They're going to, they're going to, no, let me rephrase it. They're going to make money this year, but less money than they made last year like everybody else. Uh, 2019, they made 65 cents. This year, they're going to make 16 cents a share. Next year, 34 cents a share. They pay a very large dividend of almost 10%. Now, it's a $5 stock, so 10% of a $5 stock is 50 cents. That's the dividend. They can afford it with a, they can afford it with a cash flow of 162, but they can't afford it with the net earnings, which is only going to be 34 cents next year and 16 cents this year. So the chances of a cut in the dividend, Wilson, are, are pretty high. So just be aware of that. Uh, sales have been falling for almost two years. That's what is a worrisome part to me. Why are sales falling for two years? And the stock has been under pressure even before the COVID problem. Now the question is, is it now a value play? At $5.08 a share, it certainly is more of a value play, and it's a possibility that this is a good price. But they're going to at $5, that's where a lot of resistance is on a chart, so they're going to have a hard time breaking through. I think I would wait for any weakness to buy. I think it might go, you know, might get down to about 450, even as low as four dollars. I think I might feel much more comfortable. You buy it there, Wilson. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Cody. C O T Y. Let's go to. Oh, okay. Uh, Mario, you hold on for one minute. We'll be up first. Come back. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue. So get your questions in now. 888 99Chart.
next Invest Talk, there's never been a cheaper time to get a mortgage. But why is finding a home that buyers can afford going to be more difficult? That story Monday. And now Steve Peasley is here. He'll provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Okay, let's talk to Mario in Missouri. He wants to talk about Carrier Global Corporation. Mario. Yes, uh, I'm interested to buy some shares for a long-term investment. Uh, what do you think about this stock, C-A-R-R? Okay, Carrier Glo- Okay, C-A-R-R, Carrier Global Corporation, designs and distributes heating, ventilating, and air conditioning, refrigeration, fire, and security systems. They're a fairly new company. I mean, it came out. It might have been a spinoff from something else. I'm not sure. It's Carrier, everybody, Carrier Company. Uh, in March, it spun off, okay, late March, and it has done nothing but go up since then. It's now $23.56. They're going to make $1.61 next year, okay? They made a dollar. They're going to make $1.34 this year, and they made $2.81 last year. So, uh, I think that, uh, I think the problem they have is they have a lot of debt. It's a $20 billion company. It's not small. So, it's a big cap company. So, um, it doesn't pay a dividend. They have a very good return on equity. And they have a lot of debt. That's what's worth me. Their sales are not very strong. Uh, 1% growth uh, for the three quarters prior to the most recent quarter where they'll have a 10% fall. So it's that kind of company. It's, it's a very well-run company. But what's going to drive the price more? They're going to make $1.61. It's a $23 stock. You know, if it's a 10 PE, that's 16. So if it goes to 15 PE, I guess it would go higher. Uh, it's not. It doesn't strike my fancy, but it's a good solid company. I will say that, Mario. Good luck with it. I hope it works. It's just not my favorite kind of company. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are historical low, everybody, historically. 30-year fix is at 3.18%. 15-year fix, 2.62%. 2.62%. 30, 3.18%. So they're finally tracking the 10-year treasury again. Will it go higher or lower from here? Well, I think it's it's if it's not at a bottom, it's close enough that if you're in the market to buy a house, you need to go out and buy a house. You just bite, bite the bullet and go do it. Okay, another topic. A warning light overbought, ignoring fundamentals. I'm talking about the stock market. I'm talking about the investors and traders. This is a warning light when everybody's ignoring all that bad news out there. I mean, we are at, from a P.E. point of view, historically high P.E. ratio. Remember, the E part is shrinking, right? And the P part is rising. So it's going to get higher, higher P.E. ratios, historically high. At the same time, we're at historical low economic activity. So we're dealing with momentum buyers right now, and it's a momentum market. 
Now, momentum markets can go on for a long time. I'm not, I have no way to know when it will stop, but it sure makes it much more volatile, dangerous, scary, all those terms. The, the, the problem is, is we have, we meaning all us investors, we've never dealt with an economy that was shut down on purpose and then try to restart it. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know how that's going to work. We do know certain things. We know the Fed is pouring tons of money into the market, trillions of dollars with our QE. We know the federal government has spent trillions of dollars, and they may spend more. And all that money hasn't really got into the system yet. So that's a lot of investors are looking at that and say, how can the market get worse? It's got to go up. That's what they're saying to themselves. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what they're banking on. I do think the economy's going to get a lot better. I do. Over the next couple of years. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening. I will return next week. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. And please tell your friends. We have posted a new Best best of a Caller Question podcast. It can be downloaded now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.